yeah, welcome to the podcast, Stop Crying Poser, greatest podcast known to man, as voted by Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Key, and Peel. I never know which one is which. I appreciate everyone who chose to tune in live today right here on twitch.tv slash Ninja Lifestyle. We do this podcast right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time every single Friday. Today the time is 4.06. The temperature is 111 degrees. We have Scoodles, Meatball Head, Sharky Genie, Scoodles, Infamy, Low Key, and Day Day. We're running a little bit late today. I woke up early because I couldn't sleep. You would think I would be hungover because last night I did a lot of drinking alone. Well, now you're never alone when you have your little internet friends. I was streaming on Twitch. We drank a bunch of these Mike's Harder Lemonades. Then I had some wine. Started drinking the wine. Next thing I know, I uh, actually don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how we ended stream, but I'm sure I went straight to bed and I woke up at like 7 a.m. Can't sleep. So I hang out with the dog for a little bit, I make breakfast, and I go take a nap. When I wake up from this nap, now I'm even more tired than I was before. Not only that, I woke up to a dream of me being swatted, which is where someone online sends like police to your house. So I'll describe the dream because that's what I just experienced like an hour ago. I, uh, I'm streaming on Twitch. Somebody sends me a picture of this Asian symbol and it just says you're about to get swatted and I'm like Asian symbol. What is that? What the fuck is that about? And then uh, my door starts knocking. I look out the door. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like police open up and I'm like you guys aren't wearing police clothes and Then they're like, well, we were definitely police. And I was like Well, you don't have like a badge or anything and they're like dude you better open up or it's gonna get fucked so then I'm like, oh, these, these aren't, this isn't police. Somebody's just trying to rob me. And that was right when I woke up, right before I gave out some free bullets. In the words of Nick Stems, I was like, I was like, just about to be like the hero of the dream. And then I woke up. So I'm like, I'm like looking at my phone. It says like, like uh, three o'clock. I'm like, fuck, dude. If I go back to sleep for 10 minutes, you think I'll, you think I'll land where I left off or nah? But I avoided that because I wanted to be here with you guys on the podcast. Would you guys like to win a free sticker pack? Usually we give away these stickers in the middle of the podcast, but I like to keep people guessing. I like to keep people on the edge of their seats. Sometimes we do no trivia at all. Sometimes it's at the beginning. Sometimes it's at the end. Would you like to win these stickers? If you live in America, well, all you have to do is answer this trivia question correctly. What was the first toy that I ever shoved in my ass? No, what was the first toy to be advertised on television? Who knows what year that must have been. What was the first toy to be advertised on television? It makes me wonder if it was a commercial or if maybe there was an entire TV show based around this children's toy. Sharky Genie says potato bread. Day Day says Mr. Potato Head. How do how do I interpret this? One person writes potato bread <laughs> and one person writes potato head. We're going to have to figure out who's going to be the winner. Potato garlic bread head. 
Obviously, it's potato garlic bread head. Uh, we'll do a tie between Day Day and Sharky Genie. Sharky Genie's already getting uh, some stickers because I forgot to send last week. Day Day, send me your address and I'll get some stickers to you uh, sometime next week. Now, trivia is over. Today I uploaded a video where I did a nose grind into a back lip, but I was noticing um, on my second channel, I did a video where I made fun of T-Funk, something like that, and uh, somebody commented and they wrote, you suck at skating, I know you suck at skating because I've seen you at Bunker before, and I'm like, wait a minute, if you've seen me at Bunker before... Then you know I'm then you know I'm good at skating. First off. Second off, if you saw me at Bunker and didn't say anything, and then went online and left a comment, then you're a scared little bitch. That's my sec the second way that I interpreted that. So first off, you know you're lying. Second off, you're afraid of me. I'm just a mere mortal. And then they wrote, You've been skating since the sixties. That'd be like I, I, I almost wish they called me gay. Cause then I could be like, "Oh, you're afraid. You're afraid of an old gay man. <laughs> you're for, you're afraid of an old gay man who can't 50-50. Well, the joke's on you because this week I did a back nose grind to back lip on the manual pad. The skate comments um, they rarely get on my nerves, but sometimes when you say something that personal, I'm like, "Wow!" Like I always say, it really is a different generation. Imagine being that frightened. Of another human being that instead of going like, hey, I don't like what you said about scooter riders. Or walking up to me and saying, hey, dude, I, I like T-Funk. I think he's good at skating and I think what you said about him online is wrong. You could just do that. There was a time back in the 2000s. You could walk up to somebody and be like, hey, your kickflip was sloppy. And they'd be like, I don't think so. And then you'd go, well, I guess we disagree. But now the new generation goes, mm, I don't I don't want to say anything directly to him. You know what I'll do? I'll follow his YouTube and then I'll comment four days from now, hoping that he forgets who I am, and that's where I'll put my insult. <laughs> okay. Good. Really, you're really putting skateboarding on the map with that one. The old skate comments. Uh by the way, do you know Yolene? Do you remember Yolene? Yo, lean down and get off my fucking nuts, you fucking loser. <laughs> lean down and fucking suck my dick. Um, so we're still kind of doing this uh, this interview for Jankum. They're they're finalizing it, and they need me to get professional photos. And I don't know how to do that because. Part of the interview is about, hey, I do everything myself, right? I do all my thumbnails. I do all my skating. I tripod everything. I don't even have a filmer. Like, no one's editing my footage. I do all that. Advertising, I do all that. Buying advertising. Um, all the social media, I do everything. The Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. So, uh, they put me in a position where they're like, well, the article is going to be a lot stronger if we have professional photos. We want a photo of you skating. A photo of you, it, it, what they called in your quote studio. I'm like, my studio. It's just a corner of a room. This is this is a sheet. This is not even like a green screen. This is a sheet. So I'm like, I don't know. 
is it going to make the article stronger <laughs> if we take a photo of this? Um, and then they want one of me like they want Vegas activities, and then they said we should we should also get a photo of your iconic shoe. And I'm like, dude, what? I sent you a bunch of photos. I sent a photo of like the entire like creative squad for what time when. Um, I sent some other good stuff. I sent some of my funnier thumbnails. I sent the video of me breaking tables because they they kept asking me how I'm going to rebrand or if I'm going to rebrand Ninja Lifestyle. And I'm like, not really rebrand, just kind of broaden the brand. So now we're breaking tables. I thought that'd be enough. So I'm a little bit on edge. Uh, I only have until the end of the weekend to do that. So I'm thinking maybe if I can convince uh, one of my buddies to come downtown, we can maybe knock all that out in one day. But also remember... My camera only does well when there's a lot of lighting. So daylight, I have to be taking these photos in the daylight. Well, the crazy thing about summer in Las Vegas is right now, since the sun is out, you guys saw earlier, I I asked Siri, it's 111 degrees. So if I go out there trying to take like cute photos and shit, number one, I'm going to be near death. Number two, Jenkum, I hope you like sweaty dudes because that's... Every photo is going to be me sweating my balls off. So I hope you're prepared for that. Um, I need to get it done, though, because I love the attention. I do feel like I get this idea like, oh, man, like the man who was once the king of YouTube skateboarding has fallen to a whole new low. And it's like, oh, well, like this skateboarding magazine cares about me still. Sick. Like that's that's a little a little boost for the ego. But then they're like, well, but these photos suck. So I don't know. We're going to get it. We're going to get it figured out. Speaking of it being so hot, I tried something I think we've all thought about. Right? You ever walk outside, you go, dang. Woo-wee. Wee. Yeehaw. It's hot outside. And you say, I bet it's so hot outside I could cook an egg. And then, and then someone slaps you and goes, bitch, you can't afford an egg. Are you kidding me with this Joe Biden economy? An egg? Are you fucking crazy? Get some oatmeal. Come out here and try and cook some oatmeal outside. Anyways, so I hit uh, the lottery the other day and I bought three eggs and I said, fuck it. I'm going to try and cook an egg outside. I put a cast iron pan outside. It's my blackest pan. <laughs> I went to grab it and said, what's up? I said, hey, I knew you were the blackest pan. So I brought it out there thinking it would, it would, it would get the most heat. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to not turn this into a, a complete black joke now. <laughs> the heat's on me, dude. <laughs> Fuck 12. <laughs> okay, so I get the pan out there. It's really hot. I crack the egg in it. Nothing happens. The egg doesn't turn white. It just stays egg. And I go skateboarding. I come back in an hour. And the yellow part of the egg is like... It's turned into like like thick like thick uh, I don't know like slime. The white part never turned white. So I said, "Fuck it, I'll leave it out there for another day." I came out there the next day. It turned into a hard. It turned into a hard substance. I don't think it ever cooked. So I'm wondering, either it's not hot enough because no worries, it's going to get hotter later in the week. Sunday is going to be 117 degrees outside. I was also thinking that maybe it's because the bottom of the pan can't get hot. Here's my thought process. 
I put this cold egg into the hot pan. Okay, the cold egg cancels out the heat on the bottom, and it's just lightly cooked on the bottom. This is my hypothesis. Lightly cooked on the bottom, and now the egg is like a, a heat blocker. So we need to figure out something to do to, to make the heat come either from the bottom of the pan, maybe put it on like a rock and see if I can put a mirror down there so the bottom of the pan can get hot, or either that or we'll scramble the egg and we'll make it really thin, like maybe half of an egg, so we'll only coat the bottom of the pan and then it will cook. So give me your guys' thoughts on maybe how we can cook an egg outside. I was thinking that, uh, oh, that'd be a cool, like, YouTube video, right? Everyone talks about that shit, but it didn't quite work out. I think the pan just didn't retain its heat. WNS says, leave the pan outside all day. I left it outside for an hour. I touched it. I said, ouch, it's hot. I thought that was enough. Jeannie says, you can bake cookies on the dash. 23 says, the egg sounds gross. It was in direct sunlight, but maybe, uh... Maybe not for long enough. Maybe I should leave the egg out there. Let the egg get room temperature. That's another thing. We'll figure this out. We are going to cook an egg by the end of summer. There's a lot of things I want to do by the end of summer. I really want to go cliff jumping off of a cliff into some water. I keep pretending, like telling myself maybe I could do a double backflip. I'll probably get scared and bitch out, but I want that opportunity. And none of my friends know how to swim. Something about their bone density. I, I, what, whatever. I need, I need more, like, adventurous friends. That's the bottom line. I need, I need more adventurous friends for a summer. Listen, I know I'm getting old. I know I'm, in, I'm, I'm past that mid-30s range. But exactly. I only have a few more years of, of fun shit. Because after, once I get to, like, the, the late 30s or, or, God forbid, the 40s, oh, there's not going to be no more cliff jumping. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be watching college football and fucking golfing. There's not going to be any more fun shit. We're going to be talking politics. I'm going to sit in my armchair with a cigar talking politics and talking shit about the, the, the next generation or whatever. Either that or you're all going to be dead from the, from the upcoming war with Russia and then we won't have anything to complain about. But even then, I'll have wished. I'll say, man... We're getting nuked right now. Sure wish I would have got to go cliff jumping before this nuclear bomb shit, like, burns through all my organs. See? It's bullshit. I want to go do it. I got to figure it out. That wasn't even part of my, uh, my topics. Can I, um, politically correct. Can we say something politically incorrect today that really made me laugh? I was at the bar the other day. I know it's always these bar stories. I feel like every story starts with, I was at the bar. Listen, the bar I go to is like, it, it could be its own little TV show. There's, a, there's like all the main characters are there all the time. There's, there's like the main cast. Um, what was that bar show? Cheers. It's kind of like Cheers, but no one's ever like cheerful. Everyone's always annoyed at each other. Whatever. So uh, there's this guy that's there all the time. His name's Mark and he always wears like a button up shirt. And dress pants. So somebody I was with was like, oh, like Mark's in here. Why is, he, why is he all dressed up? I'm like, he's always dressed like that. So he goes, I, I never noticed. And they go, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was retired. And then the bartender comes out the back room and goes, retired? You mean retarded? He's retarded. <laughs> like, not even, not even in on the joke. Just complete, just being mean. Not, not even like, a, I gotcha. Not even like a, a dap or a high five. Just comes out saying the most rude shit ever. 
<laughs> no, he's not retired. He's retarded. And uh, that's the entire joke. I would love if that if that would set up like a part two of the joke, but I died laughing so hard that uh, it really doesn't even need a part two. Also, uh, if you're not following my second channel, Steve Hates Skating, you need to check it out because we have a whole new series coming out. Today, I released a video where Leo Romero, I mashed up two of his first couple of video parts. One was the pharmacy video, Chili, which I think came out in, I don't know, 2003 or something. And then the Foundation That's Life video, which probably was like 2004. I might be getting those years wrong. Anyways, in both of these video parts, professional skater, like Hall of Fame skater Leo Romero, is a lot younger. And he touches his hands on every skateboarding trick. On one of them, in fact, he lands and he, he like bear crawls his way out of the what should be a, a redo and rolls away and they keep it in the video. And I noticed that the other day and I said, wouldn't it be funny if I made a whole compilation of nothing but his hand drags? And it only came out to about a 30 second video, but I think it's I think it's really funny. So you guys should check that out. And the reason I bring that up is specifically for the skateboarding viewers, episode two is going to be Jaws. Jaws has touched his hand on the ground every eight minutes for the past 19 years. Every big trick. And listen, I think Jaws is a super good skater. But I want you guys to know right now the, uh, the reason why I would come up with something like this. The motivation is that... They're going to say, well, he does the biggest jumps. And I'm going to go, well, some other guys do big jumps and they don't touch their hands. And then I go, well, you could never do it. So basically, I'm going to I'm going to take all the biggest crybabies in the world and I'm going to give them a voice. And I'm positive if it doesn't catch on with Leo Romero, I guarantee you, if I make fun of Jaws, it's over. The tears are going to be flowing Everyone's going to be crying, and it's the perfect person, too, because everyone likes him. Why would anyone online come out and start talking shit on Jaws? Well, okay, I'm telling you guys now because people are going to be crying in the comments, and I'm going to be responding to them, and then they're all going to be doing this. They're all going to be going, well, I wasn't actually mad. I just thought it was bullshit, and now I have these guys from my live podcast, all the viewers right here, that that know now what what is the bait and now you can call out every person that bites it. Moving on. Two days ago, I competed in a Mario World race. I'm going to explain that for those of you who aren't familiar. I play these Mario World ROM hacks, which is basically they use the game engine of the original Mario World. So same jumping, spinning, Yoshi, things like that. But they make custom levels. So how do you race those levels? Well... This group of level creators got together and made five secret levels. So I've never seen the levels, and my opponent, Wanthak, has never seen the levels. So me and him are both going to start the game at the same time, and we're going to play through each level, and whoever completes all the levels first wins. It's called a blind race because it's all about remembering when to jump, remembering like what's coming next, reading what's on the screen, like, oh man, am I going to have to jump here? Am I going to have to spin here? The games are really difficult, especially if you're not like a Mario World player. So I won this event last year. I won last year. This is very important information. So anyways, this year, I would have never expected them to completely sabotage me in every possible way. 
what they did was they sent someone into my stream as an undercover agent to get recon information. So they said, what's the worst? What are you the worst at in Mario World? I say, well, I'm really bad at like heavy platforming. I'm really good at shells where you throw a shell at the wall and Mario jumps off the shell. I say, that's my specialty. I like shells. The, the very like very tight platforming. I'm not a big fan of that. And then I also said, and the thing I'm the worst at is uh, puzzles. I hope that there's not going to be any puzzles in the in the ROM hack. Well, it turns out this undercover agent takes that information, goes to the team of people creating the levels and says, here's the thing, nothing but platforming and we need a puzzle. No shells whatsoever. If you even think about putting a shell in this ROM hack, it's going to give Ninja the advantage, and we can't do that. We 100% need the other guy to win. So, I didn't have any knowledge of this. I start the game. I'm playing pretty good. I say, wow, uh, platforming, huh? Vertical platforming. This is awful. Second level, I go, oh, one tile gaps? We're still platforming? That's that's unusual. Third level. Oh, it's weird. Me and, me and my opponent... He's like the world record holder for shell levels. I've been playing shells for three years. Weird that you wouldn't put put us against each other at what we're best at. Three levels in, not a shell to be seen. So we're playing this game. It's neck and neck. At the end, the commentators start giving Wanthak cheat codes and shit. They're, they're, don't, don't jump. Do a spin jump there. Do a spin jump there. We can't let Ninja win. Wait, hold on. The next jump, before hit pause. You're going to want to pause and then hit spin jump and then duck when you jump. They're giving him all the answers because I'm so far ahead in the race so I'm winning the race we get to the final level we open this door guess what it is guess it's a fucking Sudoku math puzzle it's a puzzle where you have to arrange these numbers in a way listen Mario World I'm talking about jumping and throwing shells fireball getting the feather with the cape I'm talking about Yoshi. No, no, no. They reprogrammed the game to become Sudoku, which I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how to play that. I don't know anything about Sudoku. I've never played it in my fucking life ever. But here's the here's the interesting thing. Completely random. Who would ever guess that my opponent, Wanthak, happens to be a Sudoku master? What are the odds of that? Oh, and we're supposed to pretend... That this was all randomly not set up against me? What are the odds that the person I'm against is a math puzzle Sudoku expert and we played only levels that he's good at and the commentators taught him how to beat each level after I was in first place? Now, you might think to yourself, wow, that's a fucked up story. Don't worry. It gets worse. I start trying to figure out this math puzzle. I don't know what I'm doing. So then I lose the race because Wanthak figures it out immediately. He's had hours and hours and years of practice for this very specific puzzle made primarily just for him. So I'm sitting there. I go, I can't figure out this puzzle, dude. I don't know how to do like math puzzles. So they say, the commentator says, hold R, hold L, and hit select. So it takes this big math puzzle and it goes, beep, 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 and it makes it a, a tiny math puzzle with only four numbers to figure out. They they gave me a math puzzle that was actually impossible to lose. So they said, see? Here's, here's how you know it was rigged. The commentator said, see, Ninja? We made a puzzle. 
that even you could figure out. Oh, see, that's where you told on yourself. They accidentally told on themselves. They accidentally gave it away that they knew that I wasn't going to be able to figure out the puzzle. So they made a special miniature puzzle just for me to make a joke at me. No, no, no. It's because you knew I would never figure it out. There was no chance in hell you had this backup plan to embarrass me in front of the entire fan game marathon uh, blind Mario Kaizo race. But you know what? That's fine. Because last year I won fair and square. This year, listen, if that's what you have to do to win, if that's what it takes for you to win, then you know what? You guys deserved it more than me. It's not like there was money on the line. If there was money on the line, I would be calling the police. Moving on. No, you know what? I'd call the SWAT team. I'd call the SWAT team. They would be unarmed people. And they, you know what? It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I couldn't figure out the puzzle. Whatever. Uh, moving on. I'm not actually mad, by the way. But they're going to pretend it was a completely fair race. They're going to pretend that. I'm, listen, I'm not mad that I lost. I think it was a very fun race. I think it was really entertaining. But I'm, I definitely think there was something fishy about making only levels against me and not against both of us. Why not make levels that we would both excel at? Shell levels are very impressive. That would have been better for the, uh, for the fan game marathon. The entire event would have enjoyed it more. But that wouldn't be as fun as rigging the entire thing against me. Okay. So have you guys seen this viral video of the little fat kid, a little fat white kid on the ring doorbell? He rings the doorbell and he's like, Hi, uh, I'm just trying to see if there's like any kids that live here because I don't have no friends to play with. There's some kid, uh, whoever, he's like nine years old or something. He's like, I don't have no friends to play with. And the dude's like, well, I'm not home and I don't have any kids. I'm like an adult, but I think there's some kids next door. And then the kid's like, well, I tried to hang out with those kids and they bullied me. So then you're watching the video and you're like, wow, this is really sad. This kid is just going door to door trying to find friends. What a bummer. And he's being bullied. And eventually it becomes like a happy story because the guy's like, well, listen, man, whatever. What's your name? If I ever see you walking around outside, I'll come say hi. I'll say what's up to you. Obviously, he can't be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a I'm a 30 year old man and I would love to hang out with a nine year old. Come on in. Obviously, you can't do that. But it was also really sad because the guy's like, I don't have any kids. Well, I guess I have like a two year old. And then the. The fat, lonely, like, bullied kid is like, a two-year-old? I love two-year-olds. I, I could be friends with a two-year-old. I, I could hang out with a two-year-old. Not that anything's better than a bully. Anyways, uh, the whole interaction was really nice and happy. And then it, of course, went viral online. And I don't know how that worked out, but now the kid has, like, $25,000. So here's, if you, have you ever heard this? It's like, uh... If I ever had a nickel for uh, for every chick that thought I was ugly, eventually they'd stop thinking I'm ugly because eventually you'd have enough money to where it wouldn't matter. I feel like th- like it's kind of like the same with this kid. Like, oh, I don't, I don't have any friends, but now I have $25,000. Fuck having friends. <laughs> like, fuck that shit, bro. I'm, it's my birthday every day. I'm, I don't, I'm, bounce house. Bounce house in the backyard with water shooting out of it, foam pit, summer camp, fuck it. I'm getting the fuck out of this town. I got 25,000 in my name. I'm nine years old. Thank you, internet. 
And then, guess what? Everyone who was bullying him before, oh, no. He goes out, gets karate lessons. He starts powerlifting. He, he, he joins an MMA gym. He goes and knocks on their door, makes them eat some white dog shit off the ground, beats their fucking ass with, with fucking gold rings on and shit. Oh, yeah. He's all good. He's got some fucking $1,000, like, Yeezys on, just kicking the fuck out of these other kids. Yeah, who's the bitch now? And then him and his neighbor and the two-year-old, they're just kicking it, drinking iced tea, sitting on the porch drinking iced tea. The kid smoking a little fake cigarette. That used to be a thing at uh, ice cream trucks, which also for a lot of you guys, ice cream trucks probably are not a real thing. Still here in this city, or definitely in this neighborhood, ice cream truck goes by every day right around when school gets out. They sell, like, um, obviously ice cream and chips and, and drinks. But back in my day, there was a lot more like little pranks, right? You get a fake cigarette, okay? What the cigarette is, a little piece of paper shaped like a cigarette with, uh, at the end of it is like tin foil, so it looks like it's, it's lit, and you blow on it. And when you blow on it, you don't suck it, you blow on it, smoke comes out of it. So you just look like you're smoking a cigarette. Then they had other fake cigarettes that were just like, I don't know, just hard candy that you just bite. They got rid of all that shit. They also used to have bomb bags, which is just a, I don't know what it, what's in it. You pop it, and then it goes, it, it expands, and then pops. And then, they, then after that, they invented fart bags, which is a bomb bag that smells like a fart. So the, the fun thing to do with that would, was going to be, you go around the neighborhood finding the cars that have their windows down just a little bit. Because if you let the windows down here in Las Vegas, it lets the heat out of your car, so all your shit won't melt. So it's not uncommon to see a lot of cars with only like this much of their window down. So you pop the bomb bag, throw it in there, and then it farts all over their car, and then you run away giggling. <laughs> we farted in their car. <laughs> Things like that. Cap guns. They used to have little cap guns that looked like real guns. Like were heavy like real guns. Like, how much money do you got, kid? Uh I got a dollar fifty. Well, here you go. Here's a here's an eight-pound fucking cap gun. What? Yeah, they had all kinds of cool shit. They had great stuff. Though. Why are we talking about ice cream? Okay, because that fat kid's because that fat kid's gonna probably eat ice cream. Anyways, moving on. Those are all the topics. Except I did watch some cool shit on Netflix. Uh, Tom Segura, comedian. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I watched his most recent stand-up, and it made me laugh quite a bit. So if you like stand-up comedy, I would uh I would recommend it. He's not really a like a a visual comedian, right? He's not jumping around like. Smashing watermelons and shit, obviously. He's more of like a slow-talking storyteller. But I thought it was really good. The Tom Segura, the new uh, stand-up on Netflix. I also started this Netflix documentary about American Gladiator. Which was a TV show way back in the day. I think it might have actually had a couple of reboots, too. American Gladiator was the show where uh, these big buff men and women would just beat the shit out of regular human beings to try and win money or something doing like physical shit like American Ninja Warrior like oh first one to to climb this rope rope swing gets a prize or oh here's these big like sticks and you have to knock each other off the platform okay I'm trying to explain that to some of you guys that might be quite a bit younger than me anyways the documentary is really interesting I didn't know steroids was such a big thing back then and then I also found out from this documentary that they weren't paying those guys shit. They weren't paying them anything. 
Uh, and it was a huge show. You know, it's like it was like bigger than like wrestling at the time. Yeah, they had a tennis ball obstacle course where they shoot tennis balls at you. It's like they're trying to like remake like Rambo. The the, the challenges make no sense. So I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't age very well. But the documentary is dope as fuck. I also accidentally watched the shows. This one shout out to all the old people. I've been rewatching Three's Company. Three's Company's from like the eighties. It might even be from before the eighties. It's from a long fucking time ago, and I am loving these episodes. It's uh, it's just this guy who lives with two girls, and they just keep getting into like these funny situations. And uh, it's the eighties, so like there's like a ton of gay jokes. Like there's no like politically correct as far as like gay jokes. There is none. It, the whole thing, they think the guy's the guy's pretending to be gay so that he gets like a discount on his room. <laughs> and his landlord's always like, <laughs> I bet you like it in the ass. And <laughs> oh man. It is uh it's really funny. <laughs> it's like he's like Oh, that's got to hurt your ass. I'm like, I bet it hurts his ass. <laughs> like, everything's a joke about that full Jack getting fucked in the ass. I love it. And uh, the the comedy is so over the top, right? Like, when someone gets scared, they don't go, oh, you scared me. Someone will walk behind somebody and tap them on the shoulder and be like, ah, you scared me. <laughs> and just watching that style of acting is really entertaining for me. I, I, I wouldn't like it if it was like a modern show like that, but just the overacting of every situation. It's almost like you're watching like a, a play or theater. It'd be like, now, why is she out so late? I can't believe that. She has never been out this late before. And it's like, they're like dancing and moving and all these big motions just to tell like a basic story. And then some guy making fun of another gay guy. Oh, dude. It's so funny. Yeah. Speaking of dodging balls, uh, Three's Company. I got it on my fire stick. I don't know how you guys can watch it, but if you're interested in something like that or maybe you just wanted a blast from the past, nostalgia, check out Three's Company. And that is all I have for today's podcast. Go ahead and give me a oh, hell yeah in the chat room so I can shout out everyone who chose to be here. Also, I would love for you guys to give me money. But you don't have to give me money. There's not a lot of money to go around. You guys have seen the price of one single egg. No one can afford to give money to me simply for being entertaining. So what you can do is tell a friend about the podcast and then it will spread. Maybe they'll like it. Also, if you have iTunes, leave a positive review on the podcast. Say, Steve is really funny. Makes me laugh every time I go to work. Also... When you're telling your friend about the podcast, let them know they can also watch the podcast live right here on twitch.tv slash ninja lifestyle every Friday right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. And if they missed the live podcast, it comes out again. The rerun comes out on Sunday on iTunes, on Podbean, on Spotify, on iTunes, and on YouTube, unless I already said that. Shout out to Sharky Genie, Day Day, Keith Skates, Toxic Reality, WN Stems, Day Day, Keith Skates. I appreciate you guys for hanging out for another fun and exciting podcast. I'm going to a baseball game after this. 
and it's uh, it's still 111 degrees outside, so I'm going to be miserable. But I'm going to shove a wiener down my throat at the game. Don't drink too much, and don't drink too little. Mr. Garlic Bread Potato. Potatoes and, and onions bread head. Mr. What was it again? <laughs>